it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Conscious Coach Podcast. I hope your summer is going amazing. Um, it is going amazing over here and a little a little cray <laughs> in the Smith household. Um, for those of you who don't know me or are new to my work, um, I have three little girls and my oldest is getting ready to go to kindergarten and we are in full swing potty training for my three-year-old. <laughs> and so this summer has been definitely one to remember. And if you guys also know me well, you know I'm always drawing metaphors and the one that has been staring me at the face in the face <laughs> is potty training. And so today we're going to be talking about client timing. And this happened, um, this conversation comes up a lot with my clients because I have a different take on client creation. And I truly believe in clients' ability to choose um, when they get coaching and that we don't have to overcome their objection on timing, that we can trust them to make really powerful decisions. And the way that I really teach this in pro coach is just standing in your power as a coach and letting your clients come to you. And so I, I like I said, I'm potty training. And so this idea came because I, a few months ago, I knew that my, my daughter was ready to potty train. She's like I said, she's three. And so I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to do it. Um, she was kind of nervous and I, that's pretty normal. So I just went for it and it did not go well, <laughs> did not go well at all. Um, I'll spare you the details, but she just was not ready physically. She was, but mentally she just was not ready to potty train. And I had a moment where I found myself trying to force it, um, trying to make her go potty. And I realized I didn't want to engage in the power struggle. I knew it would go better if she really decided that she wanted to get potty trained, right? That she wanted to go potty on the big big kid toilet. And then fast forward a few months later, I started again and she was excited. She wanted to pee on the little toilet. Um, she had more awareness. She was a little bit more excited about the prizes and the whole process. And it hasn't been perfect. And we definitely are still in the swing of things in that way, but it has been exponentially better. And I was like, there's so much power when they are ready. You know, there's so much power in giving people true agency to choose what's next, especially, you know, obviously in potty training, it's her body and really respecting her right. But I think there's so many conclusions and um, powerful examples in this, this idea of really giving our clients space to choose when they work with us. And I think it's really hard. I think it, it's a lot of practicing patience. It's a lot of letting go. It's a lot of trusting, but it's so much more empowering for our clients when we really give them that space to say yes. And so the way that I I really want to take this conversation is, you know, what's your job and what's what's not your job? Um, because your desire for clients doesn't mean your clients are ready for coaching, right? And I'm going to say that again. Your desire for clients doesn't mean your clients are ready for coaching. And so while I believe one of the, you know, the hypotheticals that I, I get sometimes, especially if you're a coach who studies the model from Burt Castillo is like, okay, but what about my R line? What about my result, right? My result of five new clients or something like that. And I'm like, yes, like you should, that is within your control. But when a specific client is on a consult with you, like let's name her Jane, right? If Jane is on a consult with you, we honor Jane's agency and her model and her choice to get coaching or not. And so we're not trying to sign Jane. 
if that makes sense. So on the consult, you're just trying to see if she's truly a yes or a no for now is how I teach that, right? And so, um, because I, I really believe that our clients have agency and I want to protect that. And so on the call, I'm just truly trying to dis- to help them decipher and discern, are they a yes or are they truly a no? A no for now. Um, so kind of, let's take this conversation. There's basically things that are your job and things that are not your job. So the four things that are your job, <laughs> number one, is to sell consistently and powerfully, right? Just because we honor our client's agency does not mean we don't show up and sell. It doesn't give you an out to, quote, manifest clients and wait for them to come. Even though I believe in a lot of the energetic stuff, it doesn't mean no action is taken, right? It doesn't mean we just get to chill on our couches and hope, Um, It still means you show up really powerfully and really intentionally believing that they're coming. It's just we're not attached to who or when. Um, Then number two is to show up like and that kind of goes hand in hand. But this this can look like not selling, too. I think especially if you don't have an online business, your presence matters. And so even as we talk about protecting your client's agency and really giving them room to say yes, your job is still to show up, to market, to build relationships, which is number three. <laughs> um, but showing up to me really means just keeping your presence online. Um, I've seen a lot of co- coaches come and go. Um, there's a handful of coaches that really got started when I got started. And they have just fallen off because sometimes we don't get the results right away. And I just kept going. I kept showing up and I got to really, like quote, harvest in my business because I didn't stop, Right. And so your job is to keep going when it looks like it's not working, when you're frustrated, when you're, when you're down, find a way to show up somehow. Um, one of the little things that I teach my clients is like, it doesn't matter. You don't have to get on video, write a post, like write, write a text, take a picture of what your scenery it doesn't matter. Just show people that you're still here. Um, because I think a lot of clients are watching us as coaches and coaches watch their own coach and, and things like that. But it's like, are you really here? Or are you going to disappear? Like, are you really here to help me? Or are you going to disappear in the future? Like, people want to know. Because we buy from people who have a lot of certainty, right? And when you show up consistently, you're showing them your own certainty. So that is part of your job. And like I said, number three is creating relationships. Especially in Pro Coach, I teach um, people how to sign higher level, higher ticket clients. It really is about a relationship, and so the, the consistency piece is so important. Showing up powerfully selling is important. Um, and then committing to service is important. Like that is your job. In fact, one of my definitions for marketing is that you initiate relationships with people. As a coach, our job is to initiate relationships, not to try to get them to say yes to a consult, not to try to get them to become a client, just to build brand awareness. Because I can't even tell you how many people that I've just talked to that they knew someone and then we got connected or they referred me to someone. It's not like every single person I talk to, I'm trying to sign and that's not how it should be for you either because that just feels, that's just fueled by scarcity, right? And we want to come from a a place of a lot of abundance. That's your job is to come with service, come with giving. Um, We don't, our clients don't fill our needs, right? They, it's a service for them. So creating those relationships, serving them, being consistent, telling them where they can get more help from you or just being of service to them, even if you can't help them. um, I think that that's a really powerful approach. And then number four is trusting them to know when it's time. And this looks a lot like letting go. This looks a lot like surrender. (laughs) And a lot of people have a hard time putting this into practice, I think, because it feels kind of scary, especially when as coaches, we teach that you create your results 
I think surrender is an interesting topic in that regard, but equally important. You can only do what you can do. After that, you have to let go and trust that they're coming, right? And if you listen to a previous podcast, I talk a lot about masculine and feminine energy. Your action is the masculine, right? That's you showing up on your Instagram stories or promoting a Facebook ad or creating a podcast with a call to action, or it looks like DMing people, serving them, building relationships, however you've been marketing, that is the masculine energy. And there comes a time where you have to say, I've done enough and lean back and let them come. Because if you always stay, that's how people burn out, right? Like if you always stay in masculine energy, you're gonna, that's gonna lead to burnout, um, frustration, you're gonna overwork, you're gonna get into that hustle culture that I think is, can damage um, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your family. I believe in holistic success. I don't think you have to sacrifice the rest of your life, um, even though discomfort is part of it, right? So being in that masculine energy, taking that action, and then really releasing, watching Netflix with your husband, taking time with your kids, going on a walk by yourself, releasing the need to check social media all the time, right? Like really just letting it be, surrendering, and then trusting, really actively trusting, believing your clients will come to you. That has to be an, a conscious thought. We have to activate it in us. Like, what does it feel like when you really believe clients reach out to you? You can sit on your couch relaxing for the evening. You don't have to always be working because clients reach out to you. You know you've done enough. You trust your action was enough. And it doesn't mean that we don't evaluate our action. It doesn't mean we don't improve our action and our strategy. It just means knowing when to relax, when to rest, when to rejuvenate, right? So those four things are your job. Sell consistently and powerfully. Show up consistently, like in all the ways that we talked about. Create and initiate relationships and then trust your clients to come to you. What's not your job? Let's talk about that too. Number one is getting them to say yes. Your job on a consult, your job in your marketing is not to get people to say yes. It's to know if, they sh- if a yes is what's true for them. And that's such a powerful distinction and people can feel it on your consults with them, whether you're, and like I, I'm gonna use the word manipulation, not because you're evil, <laughs> I've been there. I've wanted clients so badly that I think I've manipulated um, how I've presented myself or the, w- the way I you know, talked about things, like we've all been there because we wanted to sign a client so bad. But we have to honor what's really true for the client, yes or no. Because sometimes clients aren't being honest with themselves, like this is a yes, I'm scared, but it is a yes. Versus, you know, now's just really not the right time, I don't really want this, this isn't what I thought it would be, I'm a no. And getting, being a truth seeker, um, finding out what's true for the client, I think is important, but not manipulating them to get to a yes, that is not your job, and it's never your job, right? We, We protect our client's agency and their choices. So definitely remember that um, the next consult you'll have or when you're even selling, it's like you're selling to people who want this. That's so empowering to think about, right? We're selling to people who want coaching, who desire it, who get it. They're just a yes. Um, But when we try to manipulate people who are a no into a yes, that's when it feels yucky. That's when we get the used car salesman vibe, right? It's, It's a very different way to sell and you don't have to do it that way. What else is not your job is convincing people it's the right time. There are people who it is the right time and there's people who it's not the right time. Only they can know that. And when you trust them, I I like to say like, your clients are geniuses, treat them like that and they'll rise. They They will rise into that. And so when they're ready, they will reach out to you. They will book the consult. They will DM you or however your sales process looks like right now. They will do it. 
They will pursue it because they will rise into their masculine energy while you fall back into your feminine energy. And so as you lean back, as you trust that the process is working, it becomes like a magnetism, right? Like they want to reach out to you. They see that you don't need them to say yes. You've created a lot of space for them to come into your world. They want to, they see the offers for them, all the things that you do in your marketing. Then they get to say yes really powerfully out of their own desire. And those kinds of clients are high quality clients. Um, I think there's a huge difference between someone who isn't ready and says yes because they're afraid versus someone who is ready and says yes powerfully. The relationship will start off in a very different way and the results you get with those clients will be different too. So what's number three? Let's see. Not your job. Number three, knowing what's best for them, (laughs) right? Like it sounds obvious, but sometimes we think it is best for them, but we don't know. And we don't know if coaching is what's best for them or not coaching. And so, like I said, this is really being a truth seeker on your consults or in your, even in your, you can use this in your coaching sessions with your paying clients too. It can be really powerful that they have to discover and decide what's best for them. That's not our job as coaches on the consult or otherwise. And so if you can remember those things, what, what is your job? What's not your job? And really let go of the things that are out of your control and just trust that your clients can do the work. One, you're going to get better quality clients because you're not convincing people. You're not getting people before they're ready. And I think this is really an element of being a pro coach that, like I teach, is like you elevate into a different level of business when people seek you out. And in the beginning, that might be a little bit harder. And I still believe in initiating relationships. You have to build the awareness that you exist, right? If they don't know you exist, they can't hire you. They can't reach out to you. But it's not like you're convincing them like, this is for you. This is going to change your life. They see that it will change their life. They see that your message, that your process, that your transformation that you're offering is for them and they will, they will pursue it. I think, um, that's like the next level client that we all want. And this is how we create them. Right. And I just want to say, it doesn't really matter what you do once. It matters what you do over and over and over again. Any successful business person will you, will tell you it's not really about always reinventing things. It's about giving the same message to new people over time. That's how great businesses are built if you study them, right? Like I think about Nike or some other brands I love, like Amazon. <laughs> um, they sell, like I keep coming back to the same company, right? And they, their business model stays the same. And I think coaching is no different. I think we want to keep sending the same message to our clients and to new people over and over and over again. And it's, it takes some restraint. It takes some belief that this is working. It takes some faith when, you know, you launch a new idea and there's that waiting period, the gap between action and results sometimes can feel like it's not working. Our job is to believe it is working. Our job is to believe in our clients that they can make a powerful decision to rise into our containers, to say yes to their dreams when the opportunity is aligned with them. And I I wanna talk about the word aligned because it is a buzzword, but I really believe that alignment means it's for the highest good of all. It's not just for the highest good of you. So when a client says yes, you're going to be excited, but it has to be in their best interest too. That's when powerful coach client relationships are formed. That's when it feels good instead of yucky. That's when you have full faith that you can take someone to their next level or provide them the result that they're paying for because they're a yes, you're a yes. It benefits both of you. It's for the highest good of all. It's aligned. And that has to happen because you've 
given them space to rise into it using their own agency. There was no manipulation or, co- or coercion. The timing is perfect. So that's like the next element of alignment, right? It's for the highest good of all and the timing is right. Now, I do want to say that like I just choose to believe that the time is always right for my transformation and that the coaches, the mentors, the programs will show up in perfect timing. You get to be that for your clients too, right? Like you get to show up in perfect timing. What if you just believe that you were right on time and that your clients were right on time, even if they're not showing up today, that it's all unfolding in perfect timing. Your job is to do the things that we talked about at the beginning, right? Sell consistently and powerfully. Keep showing up in your marketing and in your on your platform. Create and initiate relationships and trust people to know that they will, or trust people that they will know when it's time, right? That's all you're responsible for. And then the consistency, consistency compounding over time is what creates the magical results, the exponential results that we see in this industry. Because there's nothing like coaching. People want coaching. (laughs) And we get get to trust them that they'll rise into into whatever containers fit their needs best. And I do want to say some some things that, you know, (laughs) happens. Sometimes people will hire your friend. Sometimes people will hire your coach. Sometimes people will hire that coach that you follow that you don't necessarily like or whatever thoughts you have about them, right? That happens. And what I want you to get to is true abundance where you can love that they're just signing up for coaching, that they're getting exactly what they need at this time. And the timing is perfect for them and the, co- and the coach they chose is perfect for them. That will help you feel so much better about our industry. I think jealousy is a really quick indication that you're in lack and we don't need to judge that, right? I just taught a master class <laughs> about... Like everyone experiences lack, but we don't need to layer judgment on top of our lack. We just need to shift it. So when you notice that you're jealous, when you notice that you're envious that they signed with that other coach or that, you know, the person that you just had a consult with paid more for a different coach or whatever, you know, whatever scenario you have experienced or will experience, just notice that it's kind of like that pang. It's just lack and that's okay. You can shift it immediately into, I'm so glad they got the coaching that they feel aligned with. I'm so glad that the timing is right for that relationship. I'm so glad that people are getting coaching in this industry because I love this industry. That's more abundant and that puts you in a better energy to keep selling and keep showing up and doing the things you need to do to grow your own business. Because like I said in, in the beginning of this episode, I don't want to take away your power. I hope this episode actually really inspires you to rise into your power because it releases the need to control other people, right? When we focus on what we can do, and trust, and I'm going to share some thoughts that I choose to believe really consciously, like we can let go and trust that people will do what they need to do to create their life. And our job is just to hold space that they're coming. That's really being in alignment. That's really holding your own power and being the pro coach, the, the aligned coach that doesn't need clients. Our clients are coming to us because they desire to. That's such a different energetic place than convincing, right? And so I just want to share some of my thoughts that I have with you that have served me really well in creating clients. Um, One of them is clients find me at the perfect time. And this has served me really well because I get create a lot of space for my clients to say it's a no for now. I got that line from the prosperous coach. You guys know I love that book. And I give my clients a lot of space to say it's a no for now on the consult. And I've had clients come back a week later, six months later, a day later, because I created so much safety for them to say no. And they got to feel out if that was true for them. And so 
when I, when I say that, like clients find me at the perfect time, that doesn't mean they say yes on the first time I ask or the first time I make an offer, right? Like I just create this space for them and when they're ready, it's the perfect time. Um, it doesn't mean that they say yes when I want them to. It means they find me at the perfect time and they also say yes at the perfect time. The next thought I want to share with you is clients come from places known and unknown. Um, I think that this is such a powerful surrender thought. You know, we do what we can do on our platform. We put out value. We get in alignment. We work on our strategy. We do all the things we know to do. We trust that this is working. We hone in our copywriting. We make powerful calls to action. All the things that you see online, right? And sometimes clients will still come out of the woodwork. I still believe in the magic of that, of the of the manifestation, to use that word, um, like things that don't make sense or like that client came out of nowhere. You still created them. You just didn't know from where. And I think I love that thought for that reason is like I, the clients can come from places known like my Instagram and unknown, like at a park with my kids, right? You just don't know. And it kind of keeps the magic alive. It also just releases my need to control. Um, the third thought I want to share with you is my best clients reach out to me. And I really like this com- this conversation because I think your best clients are going to be the ones that take the initiative, that make it happen to work with you because you've created so much value and you've painted the picture of what's possible. You've done your work. They trust you. They feel safe with you. They feel comfortable with you. They know that whatever they want to create is probably going to be easier and better and more achievable working with you. So they, they say yes, right? And especially when you're moving into a higher level coaching container, higher ticket um, package for clients, you want them to be high level. You don't want to manipulate or, or get people who really aren't ready. I think that's one of, one of the beautiful things about charging high ticket is you attract those higher level people who are ready to be all in. They know how to do the work. They get the investment piece of coaching. Um, and this isn't for everyone, right? Like I, I have a lot of trainings about the the lower level. And I think that it's, that's just as valid, but as you evolve as a coach, often a lot of people start raising their prices and want to work with higher level clients. That's a natural progression. That's really who I speak to. Um, and so your best clients are going to reach out to you because you're speaking to someone just in a different place in their growth journey, right? They're, they're a little bit further along. They've maybe invested in some coaching or some courses and, or some books at least, and they're making progress. They're already on the path of personal development and they find you on that path. They're ready to go. They reach out to you. They get the process. I think this whole conversation about trusting the client's timing allows that and facilitates that. The next thought I I want to share with you is really simple. It's just, they're coming. Try that thought on. Like my clients are coming. My best clients are coming and that can work for one-on-one. It can work for your mastermind. It can work for your group programs. It can work for a masterclass that you're selling. It doesn't really matter. Try it on. They're coming. They're coming. And then release the need to know when or who or how. (laughs) Um, and then the last thought that I want to share is they want this. This is a thought that I, I believe before I record a podcast, before I create a post, it's just helpful to believe that people want to consume your content. They want to hear about your offers because I think if we have the belief that they don't want to hear that, the way we write is kind of holding back. We do people a disservice when we hold back our best stuff because we have this perception that they, that they don't want this, which is just a thought, right? Like you can choose your perception of your audience. Why not believe that they want your content? The best stuff will flow through you when you believe that. Why not believe that they're waiting for you to drop your next truth bomb on social media? 
because it will get you into action. It will also really tap into the genius within you, I think, because you, you know, people are expecting it and you can rise into your best self when you believe people are waiting for you. So people want this. They want this. Try that thought on, especially before you go to sell. Like they want me to sell to them. (laughs) What a powerful thought, right? And I think the thought still gives a lot of agency for your clients because we don't know who. We didn't say specific people want this. It's just your audience want this. There, there's people statistically that want to buy from you. Sell to them. Sell to the best people, right? I think we, we get so consumed with people who don't want our stuff that we forget there are people who do want our stuff. And your messaging, your copywriting, your, your calls to action, your even just the, the type of content you put out is going to be so much more powerful when you're thinking of the people who want what you have to offer. And this really reflects an abundant mindset, right? And I know that's another buzzword, but it's still the best way to explain. I think the best way to grow your business is to embrace an abundant type of thinking, right? And timing, I think there's a few things that we can get caught in scarcity versus abundance, right? Time is one of them. And timing is a part of that. So if you are obsessed with people aren't coming, if you're worried that it's not working, yet, right? This is a timing issue. (laughs) One of the most powerful things that I I choose to believe is that it was always working. And that releases my timeline. It releases the need to know exactly when things are going to work out. That's another thought that I would adopt is like, it was always working. Every, every failure was working. It was still working. Every no on a consult, it was always working because eventually if you keep going, you will get to the yeses. You will get to be able to, um, reap all the all the effort, all the hard work that you've put in, all the belief work you've done, you'll be able to create the clients that you want, but we have to release the timing of it because if we try to predict, if we try to control, you're blocking a lot of the energetics, a lot of the people that want to say yes because of just how, of how you're showing up, right? Like you, you're needy without trying to be because you want to know when. And I think that this is something we have to catch ourselves on with a lot of grace. It's not something we judge ourselves. It's not something that we beat ourselves up over. It's just really recognizing when you're trying to manipulate or control when. Um, And like I said, I I want you to feel empowered. I don't want it to be like, you have no control because I don't believe that. But who would you have to be to sign five clients this week if you didn't know when and you didn't know who? You would have to do a lot of reaching out. You'd have to show up a lot. You'd have to make a lot of calls to action for a long period of time. You'd have to initiate a lot of relationships because you're not attached to who or when exactly. You just are attached to the outcome that you want to create. And so this is kind of like a paradox, right? You can can create you can create clients, but you can't control who. And if you can hold that, you're going to be a really powerful salesperson. I think you're going to create a lot of safety for the people who are a yes. And it's just a really abundant way to grow your business. Um, I think for me, I, I know I attract a lot of people who want not just business success, but success in the rest of their life. And so they're not in a rush because they don't want to pay the price of what rushing brings, right? They, they want time with their families. They want to be healthy. They want to connect spiritually and they want to grow their business. And I think this is one of the ways that we can do that is really releasing our need to control, really releasing the need to know when and believing that your clients know when your clients will come in perfect time is a practice. And so I want you to actually apply the things we talked about, take control over the things you can take control over, let go of the things you can't and give your clients a lot of space to exercise their own agency to say yes to your offers. 
So I quickly just want to go through some symptoms that you might be experiencing if you're trying to control the timing of when clients hire you. And I think this can be a really powerful realization. I just want to remind you not to judge, right? Like this is just for you and your own awareness so that you can shift into a more abundant way to grow your business. I think one of the main symptoms is that urgency to get the yes or the urgency to know what the client is thinking. And so especially if you use one of my tools, which is like a no for now, the client is a no for now. I don't teach a follow-up. I, especially on my own consults, I'm very clear that I'm not going to be following up, not because I don't care, but because I want to give them a lot of space to say yes on their own account, on their own terms. And so I know a lot of coaches teach a follow-up. I don't because I believe in what I'm teaching in this episode, right? Like I want to let the client choose the timing. I do believe they know what's best. And if it, even if it's a no, I'm okay with them. I'm at peace with that. They either work with me or they don't, and both are perfect. And, I'm, and I don't just say that, I really mean it, and my clients can feel that. And so it creates that safety, it creates that space for them to say powerfully yes or powerfully no. And so that follow-up, I feel like, interrupts their process. And so I just let them know. I think I do believe in clear communication with her clients. I just don't think you need to pressure them or push them. And a follow-up often is fueled by lack. If you really slow down your process, if you really dug into your thinking behind the reaching out and the following up, it would probably be from lack. It would probably be because you're thinking this isn't working. Is she going to say yes? I don't have enough clients. I want to be fully booked or whatever thought you have behind that. What's fueling your follow-up? And I would just be really curious. I would slow down your thought process and spend some time thinking about why you follow up and what the energy behind it is. The other symptom that I see a lot is apathy. And this might surprise you because I shared a lot about why it's important to let go, why it's important to trust your client's agency, but I also shared a lot of what your job is. And sometimes I see my clients not understand timing and not believe it goes both ways, right? Sometimes it isn't right now, but sometimes it is. And apathy means that you have stopped believing that clients come to you in the right time. Not just like releasing them to come right now, but what if they can come right now? Believing in that too. And so that's important to share as well is like, we don't get to determine whether it's next week or today. What space are you in? And I think I shared a lot about the surrender, a lot about the letting go, but I really want to take this conversation into this is like, you can still create clients today. How do you know that the client's not ready today? You don't. And so your job is to show up powerfully and sell. Your job is to share and show up as you authentically. It is to build that relationship, to initiate that relationship because you don't know who's ready today or right now. And so I think this conversation really takes your power back. Like it goes both ways. Sometimes it's not ready and sometimes it is. We don't get to decide that. And so apathy to me shows that you've forgotten, number one, how powerful you are and how much you really can create your results, even with your clients having agency, um, because we don't know who's on the fence right now. One of the most powerful thoughts I can share as far as selling goes is like someone's on the brink of hiring you right now. I write that in my journal really often, like someone's on the brink of hiring me right now. How would I show up for them? What can I do for them? How can I show them that their dreams are possible? How can I serve them in their business today so that they can build that relationship with me? Um, I think that this is a really quick way to get into service is like someone's on the brink of hiring me. How can I help them? Not just how can I help them so that they hire me? How can I serve them as if they were already my client? I think that's a really abundant way to think about all the potential clients you have right now. 
And the last thing I want to talk about is selling from desperation. And this is a sneaky one because if you're, if you slow down your thought process, so maybe you're looking at your business results and you don't have what you want. (laughs) It can be tempting to think, Oh, I need to sell something. But if you don't catch it, what's happening is actually you're feeling lack and then you're going to social media and selling because you're feeling lack and lack always creates more lack. And so I'd really slow down and spend some time with this concept because it seems like the natural thing to do, right? Like you look at your calendar, you don't have as many clients as you want. And so your natural inclination is going to be like, oh, I just need to sell. But like I said, that's from lack. How can you sell from abundance? That's a totally different vibration. It's a totally different way of showing up online and people can pick up on it. And so you might have been doing all the right things. You might have been marketing the way that you were taught to market. You might've been writing posts. You might've been showing up consistently, except that your energetic fuel is lack because you don't have the clients you want. And so you're selling to try to fix that. And that's a sneaky, sneaky thing that happens online. And this is why people get results, even if they're doing the same thing as you, or you, um, maybe you're comparing a little bit and you're like, wait, we're doing the same thing. Why are they getting results? I would really slow down and just be honest with yourself. Like I said, no judgment. Are you selling from lack or are you selling because you feel abundance? You want to serve, you believe in your clients' dreams and you want to help them achieve those goals. That's a very different way of selling, right? So I really recommend you spend time before you do the action that's going to create the results. Really slow down and say, what's my energetic feel right now? Am I experiencing lack or am I really believing that my clients can create their dream life or lose the weight or whatever your niche is? It doesn't really matter. Like, are you really believing that you can help them create that and you want to share it? That's a way different way of selling. And I think we got into the coaching industry because we want to serve. This is the quickest way to get us back into alignment with our highest self, with our highest values is really selling from abundance and it works better. I think there there's an energy behind needing clients and it's a turnoff to the clients on the other end of your zoom room or on the telephone. (laughs) However, you're working with clients, like people can feel it, but when you're really coming up from a place of service and abundance and you don't need them, you're just giving them a lot of space to say yes. And you're trusting their timing. That's a powerful experience for them. And it feels abundant to them too. They just want to rise into that abundant feeling with you. And so that's like the third and final symptom I would say is selling in desperation. And I think we've all been there. I think the more awareness you can have about it, um, the more powerful you can shift it into selling with an abundance mindset. And so as you consider this, and as I'm going to close, like I just, I think that this is really powerful. I believe in giving our clients a lot of space. I don't really teach overcoming objections. I just teach trying to find the truth. Like what's really true? Is this a yes? Is this a no for now? And letting our clients say yes or no. And then giving them the space and trusting them that they know what's best for their life. <laughs> we don't. And really just protecting their sacred agency. And that that's something that's really important to me, not just in my business, but in my life. I think that agency is a really powerful principle for creation And we want our clients to create their life, whether they hire you to help them with that or not. And I think it'll set you in the right mindset too, because it's not your responsibility to get them to say yes. It's not your responsibility to know who or when your responsibility is like we said in the beginning, the four things sell consistently and powerfully keep showing up. Don't give up three, create and initiate the relationships. That's something that a lot of people find uncomfortable, but I think that will build your results. The fastest is go serve real humans. And then number four, trusting them to know when it's time or when the right 
when it's the right time, really letting them decide what's best for their life. And if you can be of service and you believe that your offer is of high value to them, of course you're going to sell to them. They just get to decide if it's a yes or no. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. Um, if this was helpful to you, share it with a coach friend. I would really appreciate um, spreading the podcast a little bit if you think of someone that could benefit. And I really appreciate you guys listening. I will catch you next week. Hey, I hope you loved today's episode. If you're ready to grow your coaching business with high level, higher ticket clients, I'd love to invite you to join my business program, Pro Coach. It's my lifetime membership program to help you craft, market, and sell your coaching packages to aligned, high-level clients. Find out more at itsambersmith.com forward slash program. I'll talk to you soon.